On this week's episode, you won't hear Booker T say... Well, I do believe that Curly says to Billy Crystal in um, City Snickers, the secret of life is this, and he holds up his finger, and Billy Crystal says, your finger. Whoa, 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 Nelly! That's right, it's me, it's the chief doggy dog, uh, coming to you live from the place to be, my loft, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy. It is me, DJ Booker T, coming to you from the place you probably don't want to be in my house, which is the bathroom. Okay, I hope you're flushed. Uh, I did. I made sure that the noise of the cistern emptying was long behind us before we started hitting okay. record on the pod. Now, uh, they do say, I'm no expert in the world of audio uh, recording, but they do say that a smaller room uh, can sometimes be better for acoustics. What, any particular reason you're in the uh, toilet today? Uh, so, yes, fast, I, I, you know, long story, as always, short story long. <laughs> um, there are three chosen places I've recorded from before. One is in my office, my front of my house, which unfortunately in the mornings, which it is here for me in New York City, uh, New York State, sorry, um, is incredibly busy. It's not a main road, but it is a good word, tributary to a main road. Okay. And so there are uh, trucks and cars bombing past. And I know that the uh, the fantastic Yeti picks all that up. Second place is round at my in-laws around the corner because they're not here and you don't get disturbed. And the third place is here in my bathroom. Now, the bathroom's great. Uh, round at my in-laws isn't so great because we have just started on the beginning of winter. And this morning is about zero on the thermometer. And they don't leave their heating on. And so I would have had to have got around there early, cranked up the heating in order to make it um, at least pleasurable. So I chose the bathroom. Okay, not bad. And that was a 51-second story. So pretty pretty concise for you. Yeah, I know. I could have I could have made it longer about you know how much the cost of heating is and what the temperatures are. But I thought I'd keep it. Keep anyway... How you been? We've been away from the airways for a while. Uh, you been keeping busy? I've been keeping very busy. Um, lots going on here in uh, New York as we as we build up to the run into the holiday season. You know, it was um, only just a little while ago that we had Halloween, and uh, the day after Halloween, Christmas started. Uh, moving right through that rapid tradition of Thanksgiving, which is actually next week. Um, and for those of you who want to know when Thanksgiving is, it's always the last Thursday in November. Okay, very good, very good. Um, and so we're gearing up for, for the festive season, you know, and it's, what are we on? We're on November the 18th or the 16th, and there are already trees up and lights up and all the festive music is playing in, in stores everywhere. People getting ready. People getting ready. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Very good. How about yourself? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I have been busy-ish, I guess, um, having a little bit of a mental breakdown, uh, which is never, <laughs> never ideal. Um, struggling to understand the, the chief's chief's role in planet Earth. I had a uh, on a on a on a uh, I think it was on Talking Joe um, quite a long time ago. I, I mentioned that I was struggling and that was with my fear of death and not being alive um but this is just a bit more and i don't want to bore the listeners and and, and sit on the couch too much as dr booker t psychoanalyzes this but um yeah just struggling with um um we were supposed to be moving house and that's all fallen through and you know it's coming up to a choice where we need to think about what we want to do with evelyn for school does she go to state school private school do we homeschool 
um, you know, big decisions. Uh, I've been out of work for a while. I've had a couple of jobs in between, but is anything really satisfying me? And I don't know, just been very anxious and depressed lately. So I think jumping back on doing doing a podcast is probably, you know, good for me. I bought a basketball. I went out and uh, went to an outside court this morning and just, you know, tried to um, stay active and stuff. But yeah, yeah. So That's very interesting um, because I feel as though we are almost symbiotic with what's going on in our lives. Um, right. I had what I would consider to be a cracking job at a children's summer camp and for one reason or another just decided time was time and time to walk away. Yep. And if you don't have anything to walk into, it does kind of leave you a little bit... Um, what is my role? What am I supposed to be doing? All that sort of stuff. But just remember, uh, the only piece of advice I can give you, and by the way, I bought a basketball last week as well. All right, nice. We have a court outside our house. I'm not I'm not a big bowler, but it's a good way to pass the time. Yeah. One piece of advice I can give you is that uh, nothing is written. There's nothing, there's no book anywhere that says um, Chief Stride was born in Bournemouth and lived to be this age and was supposed to do this, that and the other. You write your own story, Chief Dog, and you've always been one of the good ones. And if you just trust the process, just believe, then everything will be okay. Sadie and I put a deposit on in the house. We talked about this on one of the podcasts. We were all set to move, and then it turned out that the house was about to collapse. Um, And we've just been on a merry-go-round of looking at properties, and it's almost as though um, there's some sort of hidden force that's making us not buy a house. We will go see a house. It'll be fantastic. And then we'll go in the basement and find that there's an inch of water and there's, you know, uh, problems with it being below the water table. We'll go view a house, which is absolutely fantastic. But it's just that little bit too far away from where we want to be in town. Um, And so it just kind of focus on what's coming up. Really looking forward to coming to the UK for what will be close to about two or three weeks at Christmas time. I'm going to be in the Lake District for the first couple of weeks and then I've got a brief New Year's Eve uh, treat coming down to London so really looking forward to that and seeing the boys and just got to keep enjoying life as best you can and not focusing on the big stuff just focus yeah. on the small stuff that's what my missus said she said you got to find joy in the ordinary um wow you know. she should she should put that on a t-shirt <laughs> I'd buy it <laughs> yeah yeah listen I'll tell you what will make me feel better and that's eating some snacks okay what you got for me this week uh, I'm going to send you a picture. Okay. I'm going to send it uh, right now. In fact, I need you to. Do, I need you to do one thing for me. I need you to. I need you to pick a number between one and three. Uh, I'm going to pick. I'm going to go right down the middle. Number two. Okay. That is what you have decided that I'm going to drink today. I posted an image up on social media uh, before this episode started with three possible drinks that I'm going to have, and you've ah. just chosen for me a tropical <laughs> vibes sours. Kawaii kiwi. Well, I'll be honest with you, the uh, premium eggnog. Oh, I'm so glad you did looks, not pick. Looks as sketchy three. as sketchy as I've ever seen. It's uh, yeah. So the other choices were a miracle premium eggnog <laughs> in a carton that was not chilled. I mean, Jesus wept. Homogenized UHC UHT processed. And the other choice you didn't choose was a natural 100% sour cherry in a can. No idea if that's fizzy or not. That's pretty sure they stopped homogenizing stuff about 50 years ago. That's probably from that era. So this is a still kiwi sour drink. I am getting a little bit of sour from that, which I suppose is good because it's called a sour drink. A good little bit of an echo there from the top of the bottle. Nice. It's, the, only down, the only downside is 
it's got a bit of a bad aftertaste, kind of oh. where it coats your mouth in that kind of um, sort of sugary thing. But I like that. I'm giving that an eight out of ten. Before we run onto your um, one, which I've just seen a picture of, I have got an actual snack. That was just a bonus. That drink. Look at these. Look at these. We'll post pictures up. Gusto Mega Surprise. A surprise is spelt with a Z. Important to point that out. Yeah, these are Romanian. And on the front, they look like kind of, I guess, Watsits or Cheetos. Uh, and on the front, it's got pictures of toys you might find in a Kinder Egg kind of thing. Do, yeah, do you reckon I'm going to get a toy inside this? I don't know. The, the dog looks a bit grommet-like. I'm opening up. Whereas the girl looks a bit creepy-like. Um... Oh, what do I do? Do I pour them out or what? Um, have I got anything to pour them out in? Yeah. Let's put this... Oh, shit. Pour all that. Well, you know, you are... Yeah, asking... toy! Yeah, of course you will, because if you look on the packet to the top it left, says... there's a yellow circle, and the only word that I can understand, because it seems to be written in Bulgarian or wherever it's from... Romanian. Is the word is the word character. Yeah. Okay. First of all, these things look like packing peanuts, and they taste like packing peanuts. They look like something you'd feed to cattle. Yeah. And my toy... Let's see what I've got here. I'm going to mute myself while I open this toy. You tell me what snack you got. Okay, so this week I am drinking, as always, because it's early in the morning for me over here in New York, I'm drinking a nice black coffee in my Starbucks mug. It's a uh, home-brewed coffee. And then for my snack, I am going with a Kind Bar. Kind is a big brand in this uh, in this country, made in the USA. Um, and they do all different kinds of... Uh, you know, snack bars. But this morning I'm going with a kind breakfast protein dark chocolate cocoa. Um, Sounds nice. It's basically based with, you know, oats and then stuff on top. We're going to give that a rumble. My toy is incredible. It's incredible? Yeah, I'm going to send you a picture. It's a mini basketball hoop. That's ridiculous. Ah, oh, it doesn't work though. Ah, oh, can't get it in. That's oh, look at that! Said. Yeah, look, that's kind of interesting. So, how is how is it? What does it taste like? I haven't done it yet. Okay. What are you doing then? I'm taking a picture of it, so as you can see oh. it in in the raw. Oh, the cross section important. These are horrible. Right there you go. Oh, it looks like a dog turd. <laughs> um, so, it has a consistency yeah. of kind of mushed up Rice Krispie bars. Yep. Yeah. It does taste of cocoa. Tiny hint, maybe in the background, of cinnamon. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Okay. What score do you give to something that you'd eat, but you wouldn't necessarily rush out to buy again? Maybe a, a six. Yeah, six, I think. I'll give now, that. I'm interested because it says breakfast protein. Now, is there a lunch protein and a dinner protein as well? Well, I'm going to have to find that out. Yeah. I'm putting these mega surprise things down because they're horrible. Basically, um, this is just sustained energy four out of ten. from yeah. 100% whole grains. Okay. Oats, millet, buckwheat. I can't even say that word. Anorinth and quinoa. Okay. 
Excuse me. Yeah. Um, very good, very good. Now listen, we've snacked up some good, some bad. Um, we are going to talk about um, a movie now, and the movie that we left you on tenterhooks from last episode was the 2000 movie uh, Best in Show. Now, I assume you have watched this movie. I have watched this movie. You mean from the year 2000, is what you're saying, for those of you who don't do analogical digital. Who don't do correct pronunciation. Um, Yes, I do mean that movie. Now, this is a movie, uh, it's from the same team that did uh, Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap, and I think they did a movie called Mighty Wind and Waiting for Guffman, and there's another one. It's a mockumentary-style movie. And what they are mocking here in documentary in mockumentary format is dog shows or our dog shows. And you've got your usual usual suspects, like I say, uh, Eugene Levy's in there. It's directed by Christopher Guest, who also I think is one of the best characters in it. He plays Harlan Pepper, who owns a bloodhound. And um, yeah, let's see if we got the trailer. Let's play the trailer. Live from Philadelphia, it's the 125th annual Mayflower Kennel Club Dog Show. 3,000 dogs competing for best in show. To think that in some countries these dogs are eaten. Cookie and I work as a team. We met at this dance. He didn't want to dance. I got two left feet. (laughs) I thought he was kidding. But I wasn't. I was born with two left feet. Beatrice has been showing signs of depression. Ever since she saw us having sex, what would you like to say to Beatrice right now? I'm sorry you've had to see that. I've been a hairdresser about 14 years. And I went to a show. I asked my ex-wife, who's that? She says, that's Scott. We got top loin, porterhouse, T-bone. We got everything. So basically, you know, meat. Okay, so there's a trailer. Before we dig into the movie, um, it is time for me to quiz Booker T on some numbers. Um, In the year 2000, where do you think this movie charted uh, worldwide? Well, obviously, my first go-to is always IMDb. I look at its rating. Also look at, you know, are you going to drag me through two hours of hell? Um, A running time of very tight 90 minutes was happy and surprising. And a score of 7.5 on IMDb. Led me to believe I was in for a treat. I would say probably in the top 100 movies of its time, somewhere in the 20s, I'll go with. Okay, that is bold as brass. It's actually coming in at 116, 116. Um, number 20 was Miss Congeniality, by the way. Wow. Your guess. Uh, we have done the top five before because we had another movie from 2000. Um, just to recap, just so you know what what, you, what movies were about in this year. Uh, Mission Impossible 2 was number one, Gladiator number two, Castaway 3, What Women Want 4, and Dinosaur 5. But what movies were better than this box office and worse than this box office? So what was around 116? What was better and what was worse? I'll give you a clue. Best in Show was better than, did better at the box office than this movie, which was a remake of a Michael Caine movie. Oh, The Italian Job. It is not the Italian job. Uh, uh, wait, remake? Oh, Get Carter. It is Get Carter starring... Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Is it any good or not? Yeah, it's not bad, but, you know, watch the old, watch the original. Okay. And it also beat, uh, in position 119, a movie with Johnny Depp where he smokes more cigarettes than any other man smokes in any movie ever, I'm sure. Leaving Las- uh, um, 
Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Uh, no, it's a good guess. Um, I will give you the synopsis. A rare book dealer. Oh, will... it's that 12th window or the rear window or crack yes, window. Yes, the like ninth that. gate. Ninth gate, yeah. We, oh, you I were think thinking we of... that together. Yeah, we did. You're thinking of... There is one with a window in that he's in. Uh, secret window? No, rear... It might be rear window. No, that, isn't that a... Rear window is Hitchcock. Is Hitchcock... Uh, is it Cagney? No, it's Peck. No, don't know. No, it's um, Stewart. Yes, Jimmy Stewart. Oh, no, wait, is it Grant? No, it <laughs> I is, think it might be Jimmy no, it Stewart. No, it is Stewart. It is Stewart. Yeah. Is that the one where he's, he's broken his leg and he's, in his, and he's got a pair of binoculars and he witnesses a murder? In Correct, a, yeah. Yeah. Good movie, I think. And then I'll give you one movie that um, was did slightly better than this. Um, and it is uh, at number 114. The synopsis is... Senator Lane Hansen is a contender for US Vice President, but information and disinformation about her past surfaces that threatens to derail her confirmation. Um, I've no idea. Do you know this one? Uh, this is Gary Oldman's in it, and Jeff Bridges, and Christian Slater. Don't know. No. Uh, the Contender. No. Yeah. No. I don't know either. <laughs> um, okay, um, so shall we talk about the movie? Yeah, so I have some quiz questions for you, but we'll do that oh. after we've talked about the movie. Okay, they're going to... Oh, that's interesting. Uh, Chief is under the microscope there, but we're going to do that post-movie then. Okay, so what did have you seen um, any other movies that this lot have done? Have you, seen, you must have seen Spinal Tap. I do believe I saw Spinal Tap, you know, way, way, way but back. can't remember it. Okay. Way back. Um, what... what what did you think of this then, just generally from from the start? Um, do you want big picture, small picture? What do you want? Um, let's go. Yeah, well, so let's go big picture to start with. Um, just just to fill some people in, if if it wasn't apparent from from the trailer, then this is um, like imagine a documentary film crew goes round to six different, I think it's six, five or six different individuals' houses to chart their journey to the Mayflower Dog Show to see if they can get best in show with their dog breed and they're all different, coming from differing backgrounds with differing stories and it kind of just uh, in a mockumentary style charts their journey to the Mayflower uh, Dog Show. So um, for those of you unfamiliar with the film... There's it's a comedy, people, obviously. Lots of people in there that you'd recognise from other movies. Yeah. Um, obviously you've got Eugene Levy from what most people know him from, American Pie, but also yeah. the... Um, Schitt's Creek TV program. You've right. got Stifler's Mums in there. Uh, Blue from Old School is also in there too. Right. Okay. And uh, Coach Sue Sylvester from Glee. Right. right. <clears throat> you um, mentioned Eugene Levy. His literally in about you know the first five minutes they introduce him and his wife first, and there's a really good bit where um, she's they're saying something about them being in school. She was popular, and he he was like, "Yeah, I couldn't dance. I had two left feet." No, literally, he's got two left feet, and they pan down, and he's got two left shoes on. Throughout the in- entire film, um, it was nowhere near as much of a drag as uh, Jingle All the Way. Right, okay. I didn't feel in pain, but I did feel as though there was a joke I was missing. Right, oh, really? <clears throat> you know, like as if it was a private joke that I wasn't quite invited in on. Okay, um, well, a bit too in-jokey, well maybe. Some great things in there... Um, with the judges squeezing the dog's testicles and stuff like yeah. that. That dude, what's that guy called? The, the the guest judge who 
you know, he, he's got loads of classic one-liners. He says something like, there's a dog coming out, and he's like, oh, do you ever dress it up with a Sherlock Holmes hat? Yeah. A pipe. Um, yeah, bloodhound. Do you know, yeah. you know, maybe you could make smoke come out the pipe. Uh, you know what would be funny? I don't know if they can do this. Uh, uh, just an idea off the top of my head. Why didn't he put the blood on, put on one of those Sherlock Holmes hats and put a little pipe in his mouth? Are they ever allowed to do anything like that, dress up a dog in a funny way? No, that's, that's not quite what the purpose of these shows but it is. But I think it would really get the crowd going. You know, you know what I mean? The Sherlock Absolutely, Holmes hat yes. with the pipe. I don't know if you could make it look like smoke's coming out of the pipe. I think that would be a little dangerous. <laughs> I'd get a kick out of it. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's talking about putting miniature jockeys on him and stuff. Now that looks like a fast dog. Is that faster than a greyhound? Well, if you put him in a race, who would come in first? If he had a little jockey on him going. Uh, let me ask you this. If you're going to put him on a football team, which would be your wide receiver, which would be your tight end? Who can go the farthest, the fastest? Well, I, I don't know any dogs that play football. <laughs> but then there was some wasted airtime. There was an entire, and I believe this was Christopher Guest, an entire monologue about nuts. Oh, one of my favourite bits. I used to be able to name every nut that there was. And that used to drive my mother crazy because she used to say, Harlan Pepper, if you don't stop naming nuts. And the joke was, of course, that we lived in Pine Nut. And I think that's what put it in my head at that, at that point. So I'd go to sleep. She'd hear me in the other room and she would just start yelling. I'd say, Peanut. Hazelnut, cashew nut, macadamia nut. That was the one that was sent her <laughs> into a, going crazy. She said, you stop naming nuts. And Hubert used to be able to make the sound. And he wasn't talking, but he used to go. It sounded like macadamia nut. Pine nut, which is a nut, but it's also the name of the town. Pistachio nut, red pistachio nut, natural, all natural, white pistachio nut. I think you're right. I think this is very much a. I think you can still enjoy it, even if you don't, even if this style of humour isn't your favourite style of humour. Um, but I think in this instance, I probably got more out of it than you did. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. And. I don't know. I don't know. Is the subject matter in enough to carry the whole movie? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'd, <clears throat> I think maybe it was what they would call a product of its time. I'm not sure if it would be so revered and successful if it was released today. A couple of characters in there grated. I didn't like Sarah Polly's uh, shouty character. Didn't like. Who? Her. Which one was she? Uh, she's the the two that argued all the time about the dog toy. Okay, right, yes. Yeah. I think it, yeah. I'm not They have sure a good it's... conversation about their meeting across Starbucks. We met at Starbucks, not at the same Starbucks, but we saw each other at different Starbucks across the street mm -hmm. from each other. And Hamilton got up the courage to walk across the street one day and approached me. Yeah. I'd seen you at law school before. Yeah. And I know that sometimes I'd be in one Starbucks and then you'd be in the other Starbucks. Mm -hmm. And then I think maybe, you know, I should go over to that Starbucks next mm -hmm. the next weekend and then you'd be at the other Starbucks. So we kind of crossed. <laughs> I know, it's so stupid so now. It's so good. Oh, I remember what I was drinking when I met you. It was a grande espresso. 
That's right. And I thought that was really sexy. Yeah. I was drinking cappuccinos. I remember. And then I went to lattes, and then now double espresso, macchiato. Right. And I'm I'm now a big old you know chai tea latte soy milk kind of guy. <laughs> oh, soy. Yeah. Because of the lactose. Mm-hmm. And I'm I, lactose intolerant now. Mm-hmm. And ordering different coffees, but yeah. um, yeah, okay, yeah. So you had those two, the highly strung, very competitive pair, uh, with the busy bee. Yeah, I mean, the best part about them was when they went to see their psychiatrist about their dog seeing them having sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but without doubt, there's a couple of takeaway zingers uh, from the movie. Not, I, I said Sarah Polly. It's Parker Posey, not Sarah Polly. Okay, right. Um, they're talking at the hotel about um, keeping the rooms tidy, and the guy says that they had a rock man come through, and why would you <laughs> roast a goat? <laughs> and it took them months to get the smell of charcoal and cumin out of the drapes. I just thought that was, yeah. you know, of and all he's the delivering things, it straight faced. Correct. Yeah. All the things you could say that a rock band did, like throw a TV out of the window or smash up a bedroom, uh, roasting yeah. a, a goat and the smell of <laughs> cumin yeah. and charcoal. I thought yeah. that was quite good. Eugene Levy's teeth, they're worth a mention. Yeah, yeah. Some buck teeth going on there. Yeah, some buck teeth. But for me, uh, the takeaway line, which I will use in. Everyday life going forward in the future yeah. was when somebody described Sue Sylvester as looking like a cocktail waitress on an oil rig. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, you might want to see this. Mm-hmm. It's Miss Cummings. Uh-oh. Is it ever Miss oh. Cummings? Oh my god. Bob Mackie, where are you when we need you? She looks like a cocktail waitress on an oil rig or something. (laughs) (laughs) Look at the piping. Look at the piping. Yeah, that was good. That was good. I think the one one of the ones I liked is uh and so basically the two co commentators, you've got one guy, some British guy who is clearly supposed to be an expert, a very upper crusty dog expert, and the other guy is just some sports commentator who's been shoehorned into talking about these dogs. They're talking about the dogs and at one moment he turns to his colleague and just goes, So, how much do you think I could bench press? Yeah. Which is something I'm gonna use going forward. It was a surprising amount. And then he says, Well not today. yeah lots of good bits um but it wasn't quite as good as i remembered it i think it once you've done a lot of dog owner gags it's probably not enough to sustain even though it was only an hour and a half i wondered if the dog owner gags were just getting a little bit um you know too tired or too too old um not sure but, yeah, Fred, you know, overall, I did enjoy it. Yeah, Fred Willard is the man you're thinking of. There you go. Yeah, Fred Willard. Yeah, just looked it up. Um, he he's it, he plays Phil's dad in Modern Family. I would say the thing going in its favour is it is only ninety minutes. Lots lots of good characters in it as well. I think every, every pretty much everyone did a good job. Um, even if you uh, found some of the characters grating, I think they did a good job in their predefined roles. Uh, the gay couple I thought were really funny, uh, with the little. Uh, Shih Tzu dog. That was another line. Yeah, you got to be careful how you pronounce that. The Shih Tzu. It, I think it's worth a watch um, if it you're was into un- unoffensive. Yep. And mildly, and I use the word mildly in massive letters, entertaining for me. Okay, fine, fine. So, what what's your what's your rating here? Uh, what are you going to give this one? Um, I have a baker's dozen. I think I'm going to go with just a lowly five. A five from Booker T. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think the chief dog is coming in with a... 
I'm going to go 7.5. I would say for me, it wasn't so much the dog's danglers and more like dog's breath. Okay. No one wants dog's breath. Um, there you go. Best in show. Uh, have we got, you've got some choices for us for next week? I have. So as the festive season is upon us, I think it's time to throw some Christmas movies into the mix, even though we've already done one with Jingle All The Way. I'd like to rinse that Christmas movie from my mind and replace it with something else. So sure. I'm going to go with three choices for you. Number one is the Will Ferrell-led Elf. Okay. Number, number two is actually a movie I'd never heard of. It's because I was looking up um, the top ten Christmas movies of all time yesterday. Is The Nutcracker and The Four Realms. Right which has um, Kira Knightley and Morgan Freeman in it. Okay. Um, and the third one is The Holiday. My wife's, one of my wife's favourite films. The Holiday with Jack Black, Kate Winslet, Cameron Diaz and Jude Law. Okay. Uh, you have seen all these movies? Or just, uh, and just I not- haven't seen Elf. I've never seen Elf. Right. Um, I was watching a great Netflix programme called The Movies That Made Us. I don't know if you've caught up on any of that. Uh, nope, not seen that episode. Oh. You you got to see the movies that made us great, great watching. And they talked about Elf, and maybe I've prejudged it just on the clip that I always see, which is Will Ferrell yelling. And I have to say that I'm anti yelly yelling Ferrell. Okay, yeah, anti yelly um, Ferrell. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I haven't seen Nutcracker in the Four Realms, but I have seen The Holiday, but not for the last five years. Okay, fine. So I have seen Elf. I have not seen Nutcracker, and I have not seen The Holiday. I don't think I can pick The Holiday because I, I almost guaranteed will not like that movie. Nutcracker. I tell you what, let's go with. You know, let's go with you, Elf. I was going to say okay. before you pick something, let's just take Nutcracker off the table. I don't think that's anything either of us want to sit through. Okay, all right, fine. <laughs> the, I'm going to go with Elf on the basis that you haven't seen it. So okay. you can, it will give you uh, an option to judge for yourself whether, you know, 90% of the planet Earth are wrong that, that think this is one of the greatest movies of all time um, or not. I, because you haven't seen it, you still can give it a pre-movie, even though you haven't seen it, you can still give it a pre-movie rating, which I'd like you to give me now. Yeah, I'm going to drop in with just a nice even uh, seven. Okay, and I think I'm also going to go seven uh, on the basis that I have seen it, I think, once, maybe twice, and I thought it was fine. I didn't get why it was so beloved, why it is so beloved from, from most people, but maybe on reflection, watching watching it again, you know, it will jump up, but knowing the Chief, it will probably fall down. But anyway, let's see. We'll, we'll, you can find out next episode what our thoughts are on Elf, uh, and as always, weigh in on the social media with with your opinions of that. But uh, I think you got some uh, questions for me. Yeah. So uh, uh, what I've done here, Chief, is I've created a. Uh, it's a movie question, but with true question of sport theme, which is you can go home or you can go yes. away. Now your home questions are on one of your favourite subjects, but I'm not going to tell you what that is. Sure. And your away questions are based on the top ten biggest grossing Christmas movies of all time. Now, I have ten questions. We don't have to do ten. That might take a while. We can do five. But okay. if you choose to go home, I'll yes. ask you your home question. If you choose away, let's say it's question number two, an away question would be you have to name the second highest grossing Christmas movie of all time based right. on three factors. Yes. First of all, I will give you the year. And if you yep. get it just based on the year, you get one guess. That's three points. 
Okay. Then I'll give you the people that are in it. If you then get it, it's two points. And yep. if you can't get it then, I'll give you the IMDB synopsis. And if you name that, you get one point. So, okay. Highest you could get if we did five questions would be 15 yep. if you went away every time. Yep. Um, if you went home every time, you'd just get five. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to answer all 10 questions. Let's go. Give me the five homes. Uh, what, well, I've got <laughs> 10 homes and 10 aways. Oh, yeah? Okay. Give me the first five homes. Okay, number one, what color is Mace Windu's lightsaber? Purple. Who is the only non-Jedi in the original Star Wars trilogy to use a lightsaber? Who is the only non-Jedi in the original Star Wars trilogy not to use a... Uh, Han Solo in Empire Strikes Back. Correct, he, uh, cuts he uses open a, taunt a lightsaber to cut open the Tauntaun's taunt taunt. belly. Yeah. Uh, question three, how, approximately how many languages can C-3PO speak? I am fluent in over six million forms of communication. <laughs> what is the name of Boba Fett's ship? Slave One. What does Han say when Leah first tells him that she loves him? I know. And that is the first five home questions. Oh, give me another. Give me the other five then. We'll rattle through <laughs> you, these. You like this, don't you? Yeah, go on. In Rogue One, what is the Empire removing from the Holy City on Jeddah? Um. It's those kyber crystals. Correct. Number seven. Who plays Chewbacca in the original Star Wars trilogy? Peter Mayhew. Question eight. Who did Obi-Wan Kenobi defeat in the Battle of Naboo? In the Battle of Naboo? Who did Obi-Wan Kenobi defeat in the Battle of Naboo? Um, let's say Darth Maul. It is Darth Maul. Okay. Number nine, what is the name of Han Solo's ship? Uh, the Millennium Falcon. And question ten, the young Jedi Knight Anakin Skywalker becomes who in Star Wars? <laughs> um, Darth Vader. Is the right answer you scored a okay. maximum point of ten? Okay, right. Uh, let's give it. Let's let's see how I do with the first first five on the aways. Uh, so. So basically, number question one is the number one movie. Question two is the number two movie. Correct. So okay, one cool. to five will be the top five grossing Christmas movies of all time. Okay, So fine. question one, yes. I just give you the year, you get one guess. If you get it right, you get three points. Okay. Now, I am not generally, I'm not the Grinch or Scrooge, but I'm not generally a fan of Christmas movies. Oh. So we'll see how well I do here. I mean, I don't know if that shouldn't really affect my knowledge of Christmas movies, but... Number one, so yes, I do get a clue out of the gate, yeah, which is year. Correct. Question one is the year, 2018. 2018. Um, And it's the number one grossing, this is worldwide, box office. This is taken from Wikipedia. 2018, I mean, I'll be honest with you, and this, this... this has no relevance to this particular question, but last year, as part of the Outer Timers, as I mentioned before, if you listen to Outer Timers, the target was to watch 200 calendar, 200 movies in the calendar year. I did 198, and my partner Ben did 250. This year, I have watched less than 10 movies in 2021. Just to show you what a drop-off uh, of movies I've watched. But, but, again, it's irrelevant, because I was watching movies in 2018, and... But, oh, jeepers, um, 2018. No, you're going to have to, to, and for the purpose of keeping the show rolling, you're going to have to give me the next clue. Okay, for two points, 
It is Benedict Cumberbatch and Cameron Seeley. Don't know who Cameron Seeley is. Benedict Cumberbatch. He must have been playing some kind of Scrooge character or something. Um, but I'm going to need the third clue. Third clue. A grumpy Grinch plots to ruin Christmas for the village of Whoville. Okay, so it's... Unless there's a subtitle, it's The Grinch. Is the right answer. Okay. Number okay. one. Okay. Yes, yeah, right. I know, right? Crazy. Number two. Second biggest grossing Christmas movie of all time. 1990. 1990. Home Alone. Is the right answer. All three okay. points are Okay. Question three. The year 2000. The year 2000. Okay. Um, year two zero zero zero. Ah, I'm not going to be doing. No, clue, please. Jim Carrey and Taylor Momsen. Uh, that is also the Grinch. Right, but it does have a subtitle. The Grinch who stole Christmas. Correct. It's Doctor Zeus's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Question okay. four, two thousand and nine. Clue, please. Jim Carrey and Gary Oldman. Jim Carrey. So he's going to be dressed up in some guise. Nope, clue. An animated retelling of Charles Dickens's classic novel about a Victorian-era miser taken yeah. on a journey of self-redemption courtesy of several mysterious Christmas apparitions. Yeah, it's one of my favourite versions of this story, and it's um, A Christmas Carol, yeah, uh, the animated version. Too. Yeah, It's up there with Scrooge, duh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and number five, two thousand and four. Nope, clue. I'm, Tom he's Hanks. not going to help me. Chris Coppola. It's not the Polar Express, is it? It is the Polar oh, Express. Okay. Number five. Okay. Cre I thought it was creepy. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Weird, right? Because it's more or less the same technology as uh, as a Christmas Carol. Yeah, it just it felt a little bit creepy. It does. They, feel just, they looked a bit too real. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, next. there you go. No, next, give me the next ones. Oh, you want me to keep going? Okay, yeah, yeah, we'll bore the people into submission. Number six, 2003. 2003. Um, nope, clue. James Kahn, Will Ferrell, Zoe Dachanel. Elf. Correct. Number seven, 2006. 2006. Um, nope, clue. <laughs> Cameron Diaz, Kate Winslet, Jack Black. The Holiday. Yeah. Okay. Number eight, 1994. Okay. 1994. Home Alone 3. Incorrect. Two. Tim Allen, Judge Reinhold. The Santa Claus. Is right. Number nine, 2018. 2018 again. Uh, the Nutcracker. Is correct. Rare Four Realms. Okay. And the final one is 2002. 2002. Um, clue. I'm going to skip who's in it and I'm just going to give you the synopsis. Sure. Scott Calvin has been a humble Santa Claus for nearly 10 years, but it might come to an end if he doesn't find Mrs. Claus. If he doesn't find Mrs. Claus. It's not. No. I was going to say bad Santa, but that's not right. Um, uh, so your clue is Tim Allen. Okay, Santa Bresley. Claus 2. Santa Claus 2 is the right okay. answer, yeah. Right. There you go. Okay, a lot of junk in there. A lot of junk. 
and very surprising you know i don't i couldn't get into the inner workings of is this just box office sales or is it you know because i'm like where is a wonderful life and where is um yeah you know the other white christmas and stuff like that very surprised yeah. by some of that strange strange um well, listen. That that about does it for this week. Be sure to make sure if you be sure to make sure be sure to make sure you watch uh, Elf if you want to enjoy the chat a little bit more than normal. And oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, Booker T. Just hold the line a second. Someone's at the door. Uh, yeah. Ah, Posty. Not seen you for a while, my friend. Uh, what's this? Bill, Bill, catalog. A uh, pair of welly boots for the missus. Um, what's what's that? You're off to a you're off to another. Uh, audition uh you want you want to practice practice it yeah yeah sure i'll give it a listen um far away i see everyone is having a productive morning you know it gives me a swell pride of knowing soldiers of your caliber will be leading the charge tomorrow tip of the spear edge of the knife crack of my ass well, Posty, um, very good. Your range is is some might say fantastic, some some might say other words. But um, I, I look forward to uh, seeing you next week and let me know how that audition goes. All right, all right. Che- cheers, Posty. See ya. You won't believe that, Booker T. Uh, bloody Posty at the door again uh, with some post. You might believe the fact that he had post, but uh, he's going for another audition. I don't know if you heard it. I did hear something. I heard. I heard. Uh, I didn't believe it was the postman. I thought it was um... right. It was right. the man himself. Okay, I'll be I'll be sure to pass on those uh, those comments to the posty next time I see him. Um, now I got to guess who, who you know who that who that was because he never gives me he never gives me he never tells me anything that the posty. Um, it is it's uh, a southern gentleman or or a southern um, character there. Uh, initially, when he first started, I was I was thinking it was Kevin Spacey in the Garden of Good and Evil. Uh, I think that's what it's called. But then when he progressed on to speaking about combat, um, then I don't think that was the movie. Um, oof, oh, I'm, 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 I'll be honest with you, I'm struggling there, Booker T. I don't know if, you, if you've got any clues you might be able to give me. Yeah, I, I do know. By the way, it's midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. What did um, I say? You said in the Garden of Good and Evil. Okay. Missing the word midnight. That's a Clint Eastwood helmer, I believe. Yes, yes. Great film. Um give you clues okay it's one of those films that had two names one um in the u.s and one in the uk it was kind of a subtitled movie there is rumors of there being um a sequel is it set do you from your knowledge from what you can guess from that is it set in ye olden times it is not it is set in ye future times oh okay um, okay. It was it was uh, released in 2014. 2014, yeah. Um, I believe mm. the um, actor that the postman was uh, doing an impression of, it may have yeah. been his last movie. Okay. Uh, famously held up by the lapels by Arnold Schwarzenegger in a different film, and he tells... Arnold Schwarzenegger, leave me alone. I'm nothing. I'm Naval Lint. Okay. Wow. I, I, have I seen that movie, do you think? Um, I think you have, yes. And do you think I've seen this movie from 2014? Uh, I don't know. I mean, not since you started telling us all your numbers recently. You probably haven't. <laughs> um, you, might have to, you might have to put me out of my misery here, Booker T. Okay, so the actor 
that uh, the postman was doing was also in Tombstone as one of the uh, brothers. Right. Great journeyman. He was also um, fantastic, absolutely fantastic in Aliens. Right. Uh, in Aliens, not um... and, and the movie that I'm referring to with Arnold Schwarzenegger Bill Paxton. was True Lies. Yeah, Bill Paxton. Okay. Um, and it's a movie from 2014, set in the future. Yep. Uh, the actress yeah. was Emily Blunt. Okay. It's not. Oh, I've not seen it's this not, movie. Um, uh, it's not. Don't say a word or whatever that those movies are called. The Quiet no, Place. It's not me. that. Okay. Uh, nope. Yeah, I, I'm, the I'm main for, actor yeah. in it is one of my most favourite actors of all time. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tom Cruise? Yeah. 2014? Uh, oh, is it... Uh, is it... Yes, I know what it is. Good movie, actually. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow or um, Live, Stop, Die, Repeat or something like that. Correct. Um, Edge of Tomorrow um, was the marketing tagline. Live, Die, Repeat was renamed... Yeah. Um, on its home release uh, okay. and that is Bill Paxton talking to him as they walk into the barracks in the morning yeah okay well there you go Chief got it first guess everyone yeah well uh, done no I mean that, you didn't no need any needed. help to get there no no yeah again Chief maintains a 100% record fantastic work and <laughs> well, good let's work just, let's, let's just thank the postman for his sterling work with yep, uh, regional yep. accents yes yes and when I edit all that out Chief will look even better um, <laughs> <laughs> okay good stuff Good stuff. Uh, great to be back on the airwaves with my main man Booker T. Um, we you can catch us in all the usual places. You, well, the usual places being uh, gone with. I think it's gone with the rewind on Instagram and um, rewind movies or something on Twitter. I got no idea actually. I haven't looked at that or posted anything for ages. But the you'll most find important us. place to find us is on your podcast. Yes. Yes. Uh, go to your pod player, uh, spread the spread the love, spread the good word. If you're on uh, Apple Podcast on iTunes, uh, hit us up with a review, give us five stars, tell them um, the boys want a baker's dozen at you, and, uh, well, tell them whatever you want in the review, but give us five stars. It all appreciates, we all appreciate it, and it helps bump us up the charts, of which we are probably, probably languishing somewhere near the bottom. But... Um, with all that uh, forgotten again, Booker, how, how do we close? Well, we close in an important way, but I'd just like to add, if anybody is struggling for something to find on Netflix, find the movies that made us. Have you seen any of those episodes, Chief? Um, I, I, there's, I think I've seen a Die Hard one. Uh, I don't think they've made a Die Hard one. Okay. I've oh, seen no, wait, something yes. that's... no, they did. They did. You're right. Because they didn't want uh, Bruce Willis to be the star. You're right. Yeah, I've um, seen the Die Hard one, that's it, yeah. Fantastic uh, to watch. The Dirty Dancing one is great when you realise that in the role of Patrick Swayze, it was originally, um, oh, what's the, Billy Zane was cast, was it? but okay. couldn't dance. You've also got the Back to the Future one where it was uh, Eric Stoltz was cast originally. Just right. all the stories of them trying to raise money and things that went wrong and John Landis yeah. uh, getting into a fist fight with Eddie Murphy on the set of Trading coming places. to america just great 30 oh, minutes uh, out of your day really really good if you love movies like i do and like chief used to years ago like i used to <laughs> i tell you what i did rewatch. i rewatched the last dance uh all 10 parts of wow. that um jordan bulls documentary yeah 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 um which i was i enjoyed it as much the second time as i did the first time but yeah yeah but anyway i don't know how we close still uh so you say um something say that. like that brings that. it to an end yeah Okay, uh, thanks for listening. And then I say... Uh, 
I'm Booker T. That's a wrap. Okay. Well, we did it. We did it. And yeah. we will aim to remember that for next week. Uh, I'm going home now. No, I am at home. Uh, I'm saying goodbye. And I'm going to hope Booker T does not select this eggnog for me to drink next week. See you later. Well, I'm going to be looking on social media to see what number it is. And I'll definitely pick it. <laughs> okay. See you later, people. Bye-bye. <laughs>